Hello. <coughs> Hello. Oh my goodness. And welcome to the Album Nerds Podcast, where I am now sick. This is Dude, and I caught something from Andy last time we did this, even though we're hundreds of miles apart, somehow through the microphones and headphones. Yeah, well, I think I'm sick now, too, man, after that cough. Jeez. You're welcome. So, this is the Album Nerds <laughs> Podcast, and uh, it's almost New Year, and so what we're uh, planning to do is talk a little bit about our favorite albums from this past year, from 2016. Uh, this will be part one. We're going to do uh, numbers 10 through... What? How's the math work? Uh, we're doing a honorable <laughs> mention, and then... Oh, that's right. 10 through 6 today. So, 11 total. We're doing 11 total, <laughs> yes, 11 total. And then we'll do an episode for the uh, for 5 through 1 uh, after okay. this. So... As I mentioned, we're the Album Nerds. Uh, we've got a website, albumnerds.com. Please check us out on any of the songs we talk about today. We're, we're going to have a playlist up there so you can listen to them yourself and then hopefully listen to the albums if they appeal to you. And uh, feel free to give us feedback. Please comment on uh, on the show and on what you find on there and let us know what you think. So I'm going to... Uh, do you want to, well, how about Andy, you talk first about your process for how you picked, and I'm going to take some sips of tea and drink some Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, nurse that cold, man. Um, so, I don't know, everybody approaches a little differently around the internet, but I basically just went through all the records I've saved over the year in Spotify and kind of revisited them and made a huge list of everything that I really loved. And from there, I kind of narrowed it down to like a top 25. And then from there, I just I tried to put them in order. It's Once you get down to like the top 15 or so, it's it's so hard to pick. But um, I got top 10 I feel pretty good about. Uh, there's a couple that, you know, kind of came in late in the year and are a little bit questionable in how they really fit in. But um, these are generally the records that I listen to most and really have a strong affinity for. Uh, how'd you approach it? Well, my approach was a little simpler because, <laughs> I mean, I could maybe find two more if you pushed me. <laughs> so I didn't have 50 or 25 or whatever to work it down from because my taste is not as broad as yours. Um, so what I did was I went through my recents in uh, the Google Play music app that I use and anything that was in there that I either downloaded or was still that it had been played recently enough I kind of took that as a possibility and then anything I have from this year that is in a physical copy I I know for sure that that's got to be on my list mm. mm-hmm. I got a few of those for Christmas nice nice yeah all right. Well, let's jump into it because we got we got some ground to cover here, man. Um, yeah, I'm gonna try and talk pretty quickly and not not uh, get too <laughs> crazy. <laughs> like Plus, I'm sick, so I I can't talk too much. Okay. All right. Well, why don't you start? <laughs> Great. <laughs> what's your uh, What's your honorable mention? What's your number eleven that you want to give a shout out to? All right. So. So this one barely made it, and I was kind of struggling. Uh, it's 
a band named Dawes. The album is called We're All Going to Die. And I like this album. It's uh, Dawes is kind of a folk rock, almost Crosby, Stills, and Nash kind of band, I'd say, mm-hmm. um, from California. They've been around for a while. This is their fifth studio album. And it's not my favorite release. I'm, I love their 2015 album, All Your Favorite Bands. I thought it was just awesome from beginning to end. And it was uh, simpler. This album is a stylistic shift. It's more experimental with uh, without kind of genre restrictions. They kind of stepped outside of their folk rock arena. Uh, more of an indie pop rock feel. Um, the songs and lyrics stay true to the overall Dawes sound and vibe singer still sounds great the lyrics are still you know witty and interesting it's kind of similar to the shift Wilco made in the early 2000s in mm-hmm. terms of bringing in synths and drum tracks and stuff to kind of fill in the sound um, and my favorite track on it is One of Us it's the first song on the album it's very poppy it almost sounds I don't know it starts with like a synthy beat it sounds like what did I say it sounded like What's that band? Oh, Cake. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yep. It doesn't sound like Cake for long, but just the initial gun 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 kickoff of the of the sound. But So that's that's my honorable mention. Yeah, I think that record in general does have more of kind of an indie indie rock sound to it than they than they previously had had done. But yeah, it was a, I enjoyed that record too, but not one of my faves. Um, for me, I I, I got a shout out to this ASAP Rock record that came out, the uh, Impossible Kid, which man, it's such a good record, and I'd wanted to put it in my top ten. It's really close, obviously, but there's a few tracks on there that just fall a little bit short for me. But man, if you're a fan of all of like intelligent hip hop, he's it's probably his, my favorite of his records. There's so many good stories on it. There's so many layers to his his lyrics. Um, I just listened to it again a few times in the last couple of weeks, and I'm still like finding things in there that I didn't pick up on earlier in the year. Um, yeah, my favorite track is I think it's track two, uh, "Rings." He's kind of talking about uh, aging, and you know, I think there's some sh- like a shout out to Lord of the Rings on there, and you know, the rings on a tree, and there's just a lot of layers to it. It's really, g- it's a really good record. Um, definitely worthy of being on these year-end lists, I think. So, ASAP Rock, Impossible Kid. Word. I might also add that most of my stuff probably would not be on uh, <laughs> critic lists for the most part because a lot of the stuff that this is more about what I like rather than what I think is whatever artistically awesome or not. You know, yeah, some, well, you some know. of these aren't. Yeah, fuck the critics, man. Who cares? This is just our opinion. Man. Wow, harsh. I hope you fuck don't those uh, critics. don't take that attitude into 2017, bruh. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, jump into the actual top ten. You want me to start? Yeah, coming in at number ten for the dude. Coming in at number ten. It's a band from way across the ocean, The Answer. No, so it's an Irish band, The Answer. Uh, the album is uh, Solas or Solace, I'm not sure. I just found it last night, as a matter of fact. <laughs> uh, 
So I was looking wow, through really some like of those. <laughs> I was looking through those lists that you're talking about, of like top rock albums, and I'm like, yeah, what? I mean, they just released an album in March of 2015. So I had that I loved, as you as you may recall. Uh, what was the name of that it one? It's called Raise a Little Hell. Is Raise a Little Hell. Uh, yeah. It was very you know ACDC cock rock kind of stuff, you know, and, and I really yeah. really loved it. And it was yeah. fun. It was a fun album. So I had no idea they had a new album out. So I listened to it five or six times since last night because I'm like, I can't let this slide. I mean, it'll be 2017, then I can't count it in the next year. It came out in October. <laughs> okay. So, um, so it's a what solace means in Gaelic is comfort or light. Yeah. Uh, so basically, what they did. It's lower key. What they did was they they kind of changed their sound a bit. They're trying something new. They uh, kind of dipped into their heritage a little bit. So there's some Gaelic and Irish folk influences here. And Interesting. So it's not like they're, you know, Lord of the Dance or anything all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely... It, it kicks off... The first song kicks off, um, and it's actually potentially my favorite track but I haven't spent a, you know I haven't had enough time to really know for sure but Solas or Solus it kicks off sounding very Zeppelin-y like Dire Maker also a little bit like Open My Eyes by Rival Sons off of their last album with the, the way the drum beat kicks in uh, so it's still got that basically what I wrote down in my notes was the Led Zeppelin undercurrent still exists but this feels like the answer have found a way to blend cultural their cultural heritage and their musical heritage. Their musical heritage being the blues rock, Led Zeppelin, ACDC sort of, you know, riffage and stuff with some interesting, some in new interesting sounds. The guy can sing really well even when he's not, you know, doing the high-pitched sort of growly uh, rock god stuff. And I'm really enjoying it. And it, I think I think it could it would have been higher in my list potentially if I'd known about it sooner. Yeah, so I don't know how you missed that, that one, man. I, yeah, I know you're a big fan of that. I'm surprised that uh, we both overlooked that. Yeah, I, I don't know what how Google didn't alert me to that release. Come um, on, Google. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I listened to it quickly when I saw you added it to the list earlier today. and Yeah, I really enjoyed that, the Irish kind of sounding. There's one song in particular that had like a really like flogging Molly sound to it. I was like, yeah, oh, this, this sounds so much better than their last record. <laughs> it actually sounds like yeah. well, sounds original, you know. Like. It, their hardest of hardcore fans want them to sound like they have always sounded. I usually don't like it when bands diverge, but this feels good. I think so. Yeah. I, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing what they do with this. I mean, it clearly shows that they care about being musicians, not just making making the same thing over and over again. Right, right. Cool. Well, that's a pretty perfect segue into my number 10, which is also a record that came out relatively recently. I think it was beginning of December. And it's kind of a shift in pace for that artist. I'm talking about the new Childish Gambino record, which is uh, called, entitled Awaken, Awaken My Love! Exclamation point. Um, so this is the project of Donald Glover, who you may know from Parks and Recreation, 
or a community. 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 There you go. I didn't watch his show, but I, I did. He also does stand up, which I I kind of enjoy. And he put out a relatively popular hip hop record. I think it was two years ago. I want to say. Um, entitled Because of the Internet. So I was kind of expecting something more in that hip hop vein when this record came out, but it is not at all. It's um, very much like um, like a 70s funk or soul record, uh, which he sings on, which is surprising because I've never heard him really sing before. Um, he kind of uses this strange falsetto voice throughout the record and it shifts a, a little bit at times it sounds a little bit cartoonish and a little unrealistic but for the most part I think he pulls it off pretty well the music on this record is especially good um, my favorite track is I think it's track 7 or 8 it's called California uh, all the songs sound relatively similar um, they all have California kind of knows how to party like that no, no, not really like that. <laughs> Damn it. Um. So yeah, I'd, this is a record I've taken me. A, it's a little bit hard to digest. I'm not exactly sure it'll be. It would be in my top ten if it came out earlier in the year, but it just surprised me so much. I was really kind of impressed by the direction he went. So I would definitely recommend it if you haven't heard it. It's pretty pretty cool in general, and um. Yeah, if you like funk at all, it's it's a pretty it's a good funk record just just on its own. So, uh, Childish Gambino, "Awakened My Love" is my number ten. Word. Okay. Word. Number nine. I'm, number nine. 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 Uh, Riley Walker, "Golden Sings That Have Been Sung." Uh, he's a singer songwriter guitarist. We've talked about this before, I think, on the show. I think it's his third full-length solo album. He does other projects, so it's kind of hard to know. And some of them are just instrumental. So uh, so this is kind of a continuation in the evolution of his music. Uh, it's still folky and jazzy, but it's got some 90s alternative leanings. But it still has, a, a to me, a 70s singer-songwriter vibe with that folk influence. Uh, it sounds more modern than last year's Primrose Green, which I loved. This one I don't like as much as Primrose Green. It's an enjoyable listen. It kind of feels like sitting on a porch on a summer night in a place that's warm, which is not here <laughs> right now. Uh, and what I really, for me, it's more about where I think he could be awesome. I think he in two or three more albums, or one or two, I think something incredible is going to come. That's my feeling. I think something that could just be mind-blowing could come from this guy and so he's still young he's developing and i'm looking forward to that my favorite track on this uh, album is the roundabout and this is favorite track as of now that's the hard part with favorite tracks is they change every time you listen to an album <laughs> but yeah right now yeah, it's yeah, roundabout sure. yeah i would definitely agree man he is so talented and it's, this record's a little hard to digest but it is good um yeah, if does he does feel like he's ready to like really break out? Hopefully in twenty seventeen. See. Yeah, he he uh, he's a Chicago based artist, and uh, he works with a lot of local musicians, and there's a lot of talented people there. So I think something, I think something amazing is coming. Cool, cool. 
Uh, my number nine is from Colin Stetson. Uh, his reworking of the uh, Sorrow. Uh, what is the name of that? Symphony Number no. Three by Polish uh, composer Henry Gordecki. Uh, it's just entitled Sorrow um, on the official release. It is a kind of abstract. I guess you could call it classical music. Um, there's there is a vocal throughout, which is actually sung by his sister, uh, Megan. Uh, this record just floors me every time I hear it. it there's only three tracks, but it, they're all relatively long, uh, 20, 30 minutes each. Um, I had to go back and listen to the original um, symphony, um, which does sound relatively similar. Uh, there's some nice flourishes, though. Obviously, he he's a well-known for his saxophone uh, kind of avant-garde saxophone style, which is uh, used throughout the record, and um, he plays quite a few other instruments on here as well. Um, man, I love it. It's it's one of those records that can goes from absolutely drop-dead beautiful, gorgeous um, singing to some like really crushing, dark um, sounds that are almost terrifying. Um, so it's always a good listen, and I always enjoy putting it on and kind of getting people's reactions to it. Um, yeah. Did you ever listen to this one? I know we talked about it uh, a few months I th- ago. I think I tried, but it was a little too much. It's an <laughs> it's intimidating. <laughs> it's, it's an intimidating record, but I I think it's pretty awesome. Uh, are we moving on to number eight? Number eight. Number 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 eight. Eight, 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 eight. For the dude. So I'm going with Whiskey Myers, and the album is Mud. So this is the first of a few country-esque albums for the, in my top ten, which is oh, wow. kind of kind of new for me. So this is their fourth studio album. There's sort of a there's sort of I don't know. It's hard to describe. They're sort of twangy. They're sort of Southern rock, like Leonard Skinner type of stuff musically, but their guitar work, their riffs are a little harder. And uh, it can go from sounding bluegrassy to sounding like alternative country. Um, this one was produced by Dave Cobb, one of my favorite producers, he, the Chris uh, Stapleton and the Rival mm-hmm. Sons, and mm-hmm. on and on they go. Uh, has a nice southern twang lyrics uh, and the, the lyrics are southern-y you know a lot of stuff about about living down south and all that stuff uh, Lightning Bugs and Rain is one of the songs on it and it adds an up-tempo feeling with some horns to kind of soften the, the edges of the twanginess it's a fun listen uh, for, I think for southern rock fans up-tempo country fans it reminds me a little bit of the Pride and Glory project from the 90s that Zach Wilde did that was surprisingly sort of twangy. Um, mm. The closing track, Good Old Days, was written by Brent Cobb, who makes an appearance later in this list, probably to in the next show. Mm. And uh, he's featured on a song he, that he wrote. Um, it's kind of a southern rock sing-along. It sounds like a bunch of dudes sitting around a fire just singing a song about the good old days. It's pretty cool. And my favorite track right now is the title track, Mud. Cool. I've been seeing this one get talked up a little bit uh, lately. A little publicity oh. for it the last few months. So That's cool. 
I got that one on vinyl for Christmas. Uh, very nice, very nice. I love the album cover for that. It's a really, it's a cool, cool photo. Yeah. All right, uh, what we got? So it's number eight, right? My number eight is Swans, the Glowing Man. So this is like kind of the third record in this three record set here. The Swans have put out over the last couple of years, in which they they all have a kind of similar. I would call larger than life kind of epic sound quality to them. Uh, if you're not familiar with the Swans, they're very like repetitive, kind of hypnotic, dark, brooding, uh, expansive. The adjectives that come to mind. Um, Ooh, you use the word adjectives. <laughs> um, so this, I, I've seen this a lot higher on some people's lists. Um, it would have been for me too it just felt like there were a few tracks on here that maybe didn't need to be on here it's a long record as it is and the the first half is a little bit there's a couple tracks that probably would have cut out but the second half kicks some serious ass and especially um, the glowing man itself the title track um, is pretty awesome it's kind of the crescendo of the record uh, it's 28 minutes long now. <laughs> it's a long crescendo, but it's it's really really good. And uh, you know, I'm I'm curious to hear what they come up with next. It sounds like this is kind of an end of a of a phase of their music, and curious how they evolve into the next stage of their career. So yeah, the Swans, the Glowing Man. Word, how glowing! That was a glowing review. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think I did listen to that at one point, but I don't remember it. You described it as what? What? Could you recreate that for me? It's like um, <laughs> <laughs> repeat, repeat, repeat. That reminds me of that scene in uh, the Howard Stern movie, Private Parts. Private Parts, where he's trying to get a lady giving a lady pleasure <laughs> over the radio and she sits on the speaker. <laughs> yeah, do you, want, you want to do that right now? <laughs> uh, I really don't. Probably make me poop myself. <laughs> <coughs> well, let's move on from that. Number seven, 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 number seven. Number seven. Okay, so my number seven is one of my favorite bands, uh, The Rival Sons. This one's called Hollow Bones. It's the fifth full-length uh, from the, I call them SoCal Blues Rock Masters. It's kind of a return to form. Uh, their last album, Great Western Valkyrie, was a little, for me, heavy, kind of handed. In turn, it just, it was too stylized for me. This one is a little, feels, it feels more fun, but the songwriting feels tighter. Uh, there's kind of a nice lyrical thread from song to song, like they are, can do pretty well, uh, particularly on Head Down, where the songs all kind of fit together somehow. Short but fun. It's like a 30-something minute album. Produced by Dave Cobb. That's right. Uh, interesting two-part title track. Um, Hollow Bones Part 1 and 2. Uh, they each have their distinct feels, but they have a common theme uh zeppelin is still whispering in their ears but not running the show so there's that you can feel it there but it feels kind of like they found their own their their own groove um my favorite track right now is hollow bones apart ado 
Yeah, I was really pleased that they kind of came back or kind of refound, rediscovered themselves, I guess you could say, on this record. It's got that good, much better blues rock sound new than their previous record. So, I'm with you. It's a good one. Um, my number seven is a very surprising record for me. It's an artist I never heard of before, but I really came to love this record. It's um, a London-based artist uh, named L.A. Salami. La Salami. La <laughs> Salami. The title of the record is Dancing with Bad Grammar. Um, actually figured out what... what la Salami. La Salami. La Salami. <laughs> So the la is actually L dot A dot, which is his initials. His name is uh, Lookman Aducal. <laughs> his last name is really Salami? His last name is Salami, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, I so it's, it's just his name. He's not from Los Angeles or anything like I thought. But anyway, uh, this is a really impressive debut record. It's long... I think it's like 70 minutes. There's like 15 tracks. Some of the track it's just packed with it's so many good ideas. He's a he's a poet. So the lyrics are definitely kind of the focus here, but the music is really good and it really um kind of carries the songs along with some really nice melodies. Um people comparing to Bob Dylan just cuz of kind of lyrical content is similar, but I feel like the music composition here is a little bit stronger than the stuff you would hear on a Dylan record. Whoa, watch it. I, hey, man, I've I really come to love this record. I mean, he's not Bob Dylan by any means. He has one decent record out, but I think uh, I think he has a lot of potential, and I'm really excited to hear what he does next. Um, my favorite track is kind of towards the end of the record. It's called uh, Aristotle Ponders the Sound. I would highly recommend listening to this if you like um, kind of folk music or anything that sounds like Dylan. Uh, it's really, really good. Uh, L.A. Salami, Dancing with Bad Grammar. La Salami. <laughs> number six. All right, so number six, we share number six. And I oh, didn't do right. that. I didn't do that just because I'm lazy. It's really where I would have put it. Yeah. So what it, it I'll say it's a band called Stone Rider. The album is Hologram. It's their third studio album. I think we talked about it on the show not too long ago. Why yep. don't you kind of talk about what you think, and I'll just toss a couple things in there. Uh, sure. I mean, it's kind of a trippy, spacey rock record that is pretty accessible, and you know, always kind of upbeat and makes you feel good it's kind of easy to sing along with some of these songs um i really like how it's produced it sounds great um the lyrics are strong i i yeah i don't know i mean there's definitely some like kind of hints at pink floyd throughout the record there's a few moments where kind of towards the second half of the record is a little bit more um spacey and uh psychedelic sounding um I don't know. I really came to love it. I wasn't expecting to like it that much, but I just listen to it pretty regularly now. You are welcome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a genius. Uh, so, yeah, I really like this album, too. I agree with everything you said. Um, my favorite track on it 
that's the last track, right? Yeah, the last track, uh, The Great Divide. Yeah. I think this one sounds a little John Lennon-y. Oh, interesting. Like some of his later solo stuff. Yeah, I can see that. And so it's got a there's some beatly feelings through here too. So that's why I think mm-hmm. why it's so accessible because it's familiar, but it's not a complete ripoff. Uh, and these guys, this band is evolved. Also, they started off as more of a garage rock revivalist type of thing, and this definitely has a lot more artistic depth to it than where they were yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, I would definitely agree. Uh, my favorite track is kind of in the middle of the record. It's uh, War Traffic and Blind Faith. I love that title. It's a great title. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, I've, I have not seen anybody else talk about this record at all this year, and that's kind of a shame because I think it's, I think it's pretty I've, great. Go, I've go passed ahead. it on to a couple of friends who have enjoyed it, but that's the cool. extent of it. All right, so that was our top six. Or yes. wait, bottom six, bottom four, but, bottom five, bottom five. Man, I'm bad at math. All right, so we we uh, I guess we can we can wrap it up, right? Uh, anything else you wanted to add about any of those albums? No, yeah, just uh, make sure you check out the second half of this. We'll go through uh, five to one, and thanks for listening. But before we go, we got to thank our sponsor. Oh, Maker's I almost tea. forgot. Can't forget Maker's Tea. I've been drinking Maker's Tea tonight to try and cure my ills. Uh, this episode oh, yeah. has been powered by the great tea at makerstea.com. Uh, all you got to do is head over there uh, to makerstea.com, use coupon code ALBUMNERDS, that's two words, album and nerds, for 20% off your next order. Maker's Tea, making great tea easy at makerstea.com. Yes, so thank it. you for their support. Uh, yes. Yeah, we'll... Uh... Catch you on the uh, catch you on the flip side here. Yeah, so tune in for the next one. We're gonna these will be spaced out a week apart. So uh, check out the rest of the countdown. Uh, please visit us at albumnerds.com. Listen to us on where are we? We are on iTunes, Google Play Music, and Stitcher Radio. Pretty much everywhere you get a podcast. Got also streaming from our website. Uh, we're on and the find Twitter a playlist there. Yes, players are there. Uh, we're on Twitter and Symbol. Oh yeah, what's our what's our Twitter handle? At Album Nerds, right? Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it's been <laughs> blowing up, been blowing up. All right, Motros, you guys uh, out there, enjoy yourselves, enjoy listening to music, and get on our website. And tell us your top ten. Please have a good one. Bye bye. Happy New Year. Oh yeah, Happy New Year. Love you.